remember our intro anymore. Um, <laughs> welcome to this season finale. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. I'm Camille. And I'm Bella. And you're, and you're listening, listening to, to the, the Girls, Girls in Blue. Blue. That had a surprising amount of pep. <laughs> I'm too honest, though. I, I really did forget our intro for a minute. Um, what a sad night for us. For Dodgers fans everywhere in America, for America, for, actually, no, for the Kershaw, Angeles. the Nationals won in their in DC. So, oh yeah, yeah. was that night for Kershaw? What oh was that night God. for everyone? Every, I, everyone except everyone Bellinger, except, who was putting the team on. There. I was going to say everyone except Eddie, who's laughing over here. I mean, I have a lot to say in this podcast <laughs> today. Oh my God. I guess, um, okay, so quick recap, like we were doing so well in the beginning. I wouldn't say so well. You were like not <laughs> nervous at all. And we only had three runs scored. But we were, it was so consistent 3-0 for a while. So that's why I was confident. But. I mean, no, you were confident because you heard a prediction on the radio. I don't even morning. want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> and you kept bringing it up. Like anytime the Nationals <laughs> did well, you're like, it's okay. They're supposed to score two because it's six to two. Because the radio said you. That would have made more sense if the Dodgers had six. Yeah, but they only ever had three, and so a three-one deficit is not great. And um, I mean, there were good things in this game, and I, I think there's a lot of bad things, and we're gonna get to those in a minute. But I mean, I think for Bella's sanity, because it, she's been distraught for the past forty-five minutes. I can't. I've been crying like actual tears have left my eyeballs. I'd say, well, leave Camille alone. There is little things to believe in, and that score was one of them, so leave her alone. <laughs> I just, I I feel like I was mad that the announcers kept mentioning this, but, like, we won 106 games. Like, we... We had so many records. ...were <laughs> the best National League team in baseball. It was a franchise record. I, I just, I can't believe that we didn't make it past this series. I feel like sometimes I laugh at Eddie saying that we won't win the World Series, but like, shit, sometimes we won't. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just cursed. Um, <laughs> well, there's a first time in the last episode. No, this, um, is, this is becoming an adult podcast. It's fine. <laughs> we'll have to change our rating on iTunes. Anyway. Okay. Um, but like, you know, sometimes the ALDS is different. Like, it's just a different league and different players and teams. And it's just not the same. But like, I, I just I didn't think we would be out. So, so soon, early. but at the same time, we've been so used to it the past couple of years. Not maybe, yeah, yeah. It's unrealistic expectations to yeah. continue this way. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's unrealistic expectations. In fact, I think it's the opposite. Like when you have a team that is as good as the Dodgers, I think we've we've talked about it on the podcast. Like winning the division, this was their seventh year in a row winning the NL West. Yeah, um, being the favorites to get to the World Series and win the World Series, like those were expectations. But anything short of that would be considered a failure. Rightfully yeah. so, because you have he's past his prime and we'll talk about him later. Um, the best pitcher of this generation. Um, you had an, an the probable NL MVP. You had the greatest closer in Dodger history who we barely saw this series. I think he maybe threw like six pitches. Like I haven't I didn't see Jansen at all. But yeah, any Dodger fans should not be happy that, well, we made it and we got to the, you know, we won the NL West. Like that's not, no. that's not good enough anymore. It's like not. there should be, there should be more to show for it. Yeah. The greatest pitcher in the generation. Are we just like 
not going to count postseason. That's I think that's the greatest the greatest slash worst thing about baseball yeah. is that the playoffs are such like a crapshoot. Like I mean, you look at Mike Trout. Mike Trout's been to the playoffs twice. But no yeah. one's arguing that Mike Trout is the, the best player of this best, generation. Yeah. And so I think Kershaw, yeah, absolutely. Like he doesn't have he doesn't have postseason like like confidence. Well, not I don't think it's confidence, <laughs> but he doesn't have the results in the postseason yeah. as many as he should at this point with a pitcher of his caliber. But I still think when you look at his overall body of work, for years there was no one you would rather have on the mound other than yeah. Clayton Kershaw. True. Tonight obviously is not the case um and i think that we talked about the in the podcast earlier this year is that kershaw is not the pitcher he once was i think he's still a very good pitcher but i also don't i don't fully blame him for tonight i i mean obviously he's the one that threw the ball and so like right he gave up the home runs but i also think that a lot of this falls on dave roberts for like putting him in that position and so i think it's we're gonna get to the point now where we need to s- people need to start seriously considering if Dave Roberts is the manager that's going to take this team to the world series and actually win it because so far, yeah, he's gotten them into the playoffs, but he hasn't been able to get his team over the hump. And so at this point, like that may be a change that's needed, but I, he made some questionable decisions tonight that ultimately could be traced back to them losing the game. I agree. And I mean, I mean, I think we can talk about them now. Like that's kind of where we're at. So Leaving Bueller in as long as he did, I think he threw 117 pitches or something like that. Like that was way too long. And then going to Kershaw next, like instead of the bullpen, like you would normally do. I think they're just like the postseason is like everything, and you want to put your best guys out there and stuff. But like, I don't know. I feel like it it didn't make sense to just not go with a bullpen person that you would normally go to in these types of situations. Yeah, I think I agree with Tyler for sure. It's like Dave Roberts shouldn't put Kershaw in that uh, situation. It's like you're trying to force the issue of he can do it. Yeah. He's clearly shown he can't. Like when he's put in these situations, he just can't do it. And it's like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Like you might have some deficiencies in in your game where it's like it might be too big for you, but it's like, He's shown that when it counts most, like he folds. Yeah, yeah, and it was just it was just so sad to see him sitting there. Like, I, he was just like, I just I don't know. I can't even comment on that. I don't know. What was you guys' opinion on when they were zero outs and they let that one guy walk, so they were all base load before oh, the grand slam? Joe Kelly, that's huh? That's a whole other. It's another guy, yeah. Um, I, I was fine with the decision because they were setting up a double play. That was their intention. Obviously, that didn't work. Um, but because there were runners on second and third, and at that point, the game was tied, um, you needed to get out of the inning. And so I feel like, if you, because ideally what happens is you get a, a ground ball, you're able to turn the double play. Yes, a run scores, but then you're only down four three. Bases are empty and there's two outs. Ideally, in a best case scenario, you would get the strikeout. There'd be one out and then the double play happens to prevent the yeah. run. But if you have, if you have just runners on second and third, you don't have, 
you don't have a force, you don't have a, a chance for a double play. And I mean, it was a, it was a bad situation that Joe Kelly himself put himself in. Um, and this time, but Urias, that's a specific decision, you know. Urias wasn't around to clean up his mess this time. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I I think just in general, because I think that was his second inning of work. So, like, I don't know why also they just didn't put someone else in. Like, we have a bullpen for a reason. I think maybe they expected to go if we went extra innings and longer. I mean, we did. We went a 10. So I, I'm assuming, like, they just didn't want to use up everyone in case we had to go longer. But, like, Yeah. It was it was a grand slam from Howie Kendrick of all people, and Tyler said he jinxed it, and I don't know. I might agree, but um, <laughs> it was. I just I yeah. I know we talked about Joe Kelly like in the other podcast about the time he did go in, and no, we had talked about like, dude, he did not look good in any of his yeah any of his appearances. You know, Tyler said, well, at least it's like not one thing with nothing on the line, and look, look what's on the line, and yeah, everything he gave was up, on the line. He gave up four runs. Yeah, I yeah, I think Joe Kelly pitched terribly. Kershaw pitched terribly. And you trace that back to Robert's decisions. I mean, yeah, the second home run Kershaw gave up was to Juan Soto. Who's been the guy that he goes to every game to face Juan Soto and Cleric didn't pitch this game. Yeah. Kenley Jansen pitched in what was essentially garbage time. It didn't really matter. At that point, when, yeah. when Jansen came in, um, which side note, it was weird to hear California Love blaring over the speakers when no one's excited about it. Yeah. Um, Maeda pitched, and Maeda pitched well. Maeda gave the team a chance after Kershaw yeah. blew the lead. Maeda came and he was fired up, and I, I think he got two or three strikeouts. Two like strikeouts. He I was, think, yeah. he was nails. I'm not sure why he got. Well, no, we talked about this. He got pinch hit for freeze. For freeze. Yeah. Um, but. You had other guys in the bullpen That's you could have I'm went saying. to. You had Urias. Yeah. A lot of people would probably vote against it, but Bias is there. Mm-hmm. Like there are arms you can go to. But we talked about it early on in the season is that pitchers are creatures of habit. Kershaw is a starter. For better or worse, he's a starting pitcher. When you throw him into a game yeah. as a relief pitcher, that completely changes the dynamic yeah. of mm-hmm. how they've prepared for the game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to point to, well, the first batter he faced when he first came in, he struck, struck him out him on out. three pitches. And good results from a bad process don't retroactively make the process a good a good decision. Like, it was still a bad decision to put him in. The yeah. fact that he got that out doesn't make it a, suddenly a good decision. Yeah, yeah. And so... I think a lot of people are going to like focus on that potentially. Well, probably not. The internet doesn't focus on, they, they forget pretty quickly, Um, (laughs) but Kershaw shouldn't have been in that position. Joe Kelly. I was okay with him going in um, because he does have an upper nineties fastball and he does have the potential to get hitters out, but it should have been very clear after he walked that first batter that he, he should have been pulled. Like he was left in way too long. Um, And it was clear Roberts didn't trust him because of, you know, the intentional walk. Um, you didn't trust him to get the strikeout, so you're trying to set up a double play. So if you don't trust him, get him out of the game. True. And he didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, we lost, so that's it for us this postseason. We all going to do more podcasts throughout the year. 2K19. Um, I don't know. You might see a surprise, but I 
I think I we think, need a break. Yeah, yeah I tonight. think our season is the season. You know, there's yeah. how many games and how many weeks. Um, I mean, do you want to talk about the future? Like, oh my gosh, I can't even. Not right now. Think I can't even right. process. Uh-huh. Tyler has something. So, I would be so. I'm sorry that I'm going to rain on everyone's parade oh anymore. My God. But I would be remiss if this isn't talked about. Um, this game is going to be focused on Kershaw and Kelly blowing the oh, game. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah we talked so. about this earlier. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like, like wrongfully so going to overshadow the fact that the heavy hitters in the lineup were absolutely non-existent in this entire yeah. series. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers struck out 63 times in this series, in a five-game yeah, series. They struck out, I mean, at, at least 11 tonight, I think, after that announcement, they probably struck out more. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cody Bellinger had like 40 of those strikeouts because it seemed like every other time he came to the plate, he struck out. Yeah. There were a couple times where the offense actually did like clicked and that was good. But the amount of inconsistency that we saw from this lineup this series was just inexcusable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you talked about like being a habit of like a creature of your like surroundings with pitchers. So I think. The one time they lit someone up was when Patrick Corbin came yeah. in in the sixth, and yeah. he probably wasn't ready for that moment either. So, if you take that one out, they did, really didn't do anything in the series. Yeah, I think we shut them out in the first game, but it's kind of like you're pumped up and you're at home, and it's like the first game of a series. And I think they had mentioned something like we hadn't lost back to back till September, so they were. I think they were still in that kind of zone, but this like postseason kind of stress, I think. Uh, not that it's an excuse but like it's just a different atmosphere and i i can see what you mean about like all the like they just didn't play well and cams i think um said this earlier too while we we're watching she's like they just were not a good team this series and that cost us the postseason and i think i agree yeah i think you also like gotta give like the nationals credit right because like their pitching was outstanding yeah i, think that's, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean you don't want to say like the daughters season. did all this all, all, all these things like wrong but i mean no, no yeah going up that, against that pitching staff the starting pitch staff was crazy yeah, yeah. Um, and they i think this whole season they've been fighting to get here um and they've had a you know struggle as a franchise as well so like you know good on them on making it to this next step that hasn't really part been part of their history before but it's sad when you're a Dodgers fan. <laughs> yeah, I think some. I know we talked about future and how like the two big things were like Kershaw and Roberts, right? It's like, well, yeah, they're kind of in a bind because like they got Kershaw for like that two year extension, right? Something, something like, like I remember spring training. Um, he had a, I think he had a two year opt in at the end of his contract, and that's what he's in now. So, so I don't think like, it's future than that, like longer than that. He's thirty one, so it's like, do you? Well, he'll be thirty three when that that contract ends. Yeah, Do you're gonna let him walk, or you try to trade him. But it's like you're gonna get lowballed by everyone because, like, well, look at this guy's performance in the playoffs. Like, yeah. and that's when we probably would really need him in that yeah. time. So they're yeah. not really gonna get any great prospects from him. Yeah. And like Dave Roberts just signed a four year deal, so it's like, where yeah. do you go from here? Like Tyler said, is he the guy? And like, it happened a long time ago with the, like the Golden State Warriors. Like they had coaches, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, he would he built a team. He got into the playoffs, yeah. but they can't go over the hump. When when Steve Kerr came in, they started winning championships. Yeah. So I think that's something like it needs to be considered. It's like actually like a, a coaching change. Yeah. I think yeah, I think a coaching change could could work. I also I looked up Kershaw's contract. He's got two more years on it. Okay. They're, they're not options. They're guaranteed. 
Um, and it's, I think, yeah, because I think it was an extension of whatever his current one was. Yeah. So next year, he each year he's going to make thirty one million, and so. Oh my god, he made thirty one million for giving two runs today. Oh my god. Oh my not, god. Not I mean, for I mean, that. You know, know. the whole year. <laughs> Dude, you can't all of the work he did this yeah. year. That's true. Or even the game he started, which you know yeah, he, was not yeah, a yeah. bad he start. He gave a quality start in that game, but I do think that it would be hard. It's going to be hard to trade Clayton Kershaw. I don't know if the Dodgers are even considering it. At this point, I would at least be listening to offers on Kershaw because the Dodgers don't need to worry about money. Like, even if they have to eat a significant portion of Kershaw's salary, I think they could potentially get some, like, young players back in return. Because there are definitely teams, like Eddie was mentioning this during the game, there are teams out there who can use a starting pitcher because Kershaw on a lot of teams would still be the ace of their team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not the Clayton Kershaw that he was in his prime, but he's still a good pitcher. And a lot of starting pitching is a very rare commodity in, commodity in baseball. Yeah. So there is a market for him. The Dodgers would need to take on a lot of that salary because not a lot of teams would be able to take that entire salary on. Um, but I think, like Eddie was mentioning earlier, the Dodgers do have a really bright future. They're one of the few kind of big market teams that not only have the payroll to go out and sign big free agents, but they also have a very deep farm system. And we saw that a lot this year with the emergence of Gavin Lux, with Dustin May, with um, Will Smith, Will Smith, Gonsolin. Like there's a lot of really good young talent with the Dodgers um, to kind of supplement some of those, you know, uh, more veteran players like Bellinger and, and Muncie and all those guys. So I, if you can somehow get, you know, Kershaw's contract at least taken care of a little bit, could free up some money and you can maybe get that last piece that you need. Yeah. So the Dodgers have a really strong rotation going forward. So I could see them dealing from a position of strength in order to kind of maybe shore up some other areas in on their team. But yeah, this this sucks for for the Dodgers franchise and for the fans. But I think there's still a lot to look forward to. But again, next year the expectation is going to be they're going to win the division. Like, there's not really another team in the NL West that can compete with them right now. So there's the expectation, like, it's almost like a guarantee you're going to be in the postseason. But it's not enough to just get there. Like, the expectation is they're going to win. Whereas the Nationals, on the other hand, this is the first postseason series they've ever won. So at this point, Nationals, like, anything that they win past this is kind of like a bonus. Like, because they're just, for them, their expectations as a franchise is different. And, I mean, aside from the fact that the Nationals beat the Dodgers in the series. I don't think there's anything really to dislike about the Nationals. I think yeah. they're a decent team, except for Kurt Suzuki. I hate him. Um, <laughs> That's a personal reason, I guess. But um, but I think the team is is similar to the Dodgers. They've got a lot of really young, exciting players. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if some Dodgers fans kind of, you know, hopped onto the Nationals bandwagon for the rest of this postseason. That's true. Who do I want to win now? Because you don't want... I have no idea. I mean, the Rays are fine in the American League. I mean, I want the Yankees to win. No one wants no. the Yankees to win, no. um, except for Camille and our regional. Stop showing those colors. Remember, we went to that game. Um, and and no one wants the Astros to win. So oh my god, I dash. Yeah, no, 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 no. The Rays. I want the Rays to beat the Astros in Game Five because it'll be a miracle. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Yeah, I think everyone's gonna go for the Nationals because it's like true Dodger fans know, like Cardinals always been a thorn in the side, like in the mid two thousands. Yeah. Um, with Carpenter and 
Yeah. And, and I think and all them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's cool to be like, like respect, you know, for beating us here. And now like, let's, let's see you keep going. Like, let's see you yeah. win the next one. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, I think we're done skis, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> we are, we're done. <laughs> Thank you guys though, for, um, sticking through with us this entire season and like, you know, this is our first podcast ever. And as you guys remember, it was inspired off of just like office talk that the three of us kept having yeah, in yeah. past seasons. Yeah. And like we're going to talk about this tomorrow in the office and next year when spring training comes around, we're going to yeah. talk about that again. So um, I don't know if we'll be back, but we might be. Um, I just thank Cam's and Tyler for doing this with me and our guests like Eddie and everyone else who's been on. Um for a great year wow it's been seven months (laughs) but if you see us at spring training next year training question mark (laughs) we're We're the the girls girls in blue Blue. Bye. bye